Hello and welcome to Wayward Witch's first holiday special for Lunasa, Lamas, Lose Day, whichever you prefer to call it. In honor of Lose Day tomorrow, let's dive into the lore, customs, and rituals of this sacred day so that we can celebrate it to its fullest. I do want to mention beforehand, however, that I am the furthest thing from a native Gaelic speaker, therefore many pronunciations may be off, regardless of how hard I tried. Thanks in advance for understanding and being patient with me. I did get most of my material for this episode from other sources, because I wanted to make sure that I was providing you with the most accurate information I could gather, and I'm always open and honest about where when I don't know too much about a subject. Most of the lore came from minigods.org.uk's article, The Victory of Lou, which is a treasure trove of information and resources, and all other sources will be mentioned as we move along. So let's get this started. Let us begin with the lore behind it all. The myth, the legend, the web that seems to be spun throughout Celtic stories that seems to weave everything together in such an ornate yet simple way. It all began with the invasion of the Tua de Danann, meaning folk of the goddess Danu, into Ireland. These were a tribe of gods who invaded on clouds from the north, or on ships which they burnt as soon as they landed to make sure they couldn't go back from whence they came. They defeated the Fir Bulg to take control of Ireland, but like many groups of invaders before them, they too found themselves under constant attack from the fierce demi-divine tribe known as the Fomorians. History books and legends can't agree whether they were giants and beasts of terrifying proportions or just demigods. The Tua de Danann survived, however, and were later credited for having brought both druid law and chariots to Ireland. From here, we meet Talchiu, a woman who had lost her husband in the invasion of the Tua de Danann, but she had survived, allowing her to keep her holding. She was given a child to foster as a sign of trust from the victors, a son of the tu- born of the Tua de Danann, Keen, and Fomorian daughter of Balor, Inya. This child would be known by the name Lu, later as Lu Lampaha, Lu Longarm, Samildanach, Master of All Arts, and went on to be High King of All Ireland. Now, there is another child born of such a union, Bress. His father, Elatha, was a Fomorian king. His mother was Edu, of the Tua de Danann. Thus, his parentage is the opposite to that of Lu. Like Lu, he is beautiful to the eye, his name literally meaning beautiful. Like Lu, his allegiance lies with the people of his father, and in many ways, he is Lu's equal and opposite, but we'll hear more of him later on in this tale. Towards the end of her life, Talchu declared that a great portion of the forest should be cleared to create farmable land suitable for crops. By herself, she had cleared this land and died during the course of such work. The metrical Dind Shinchas, poem 33, verses 7 through 17, shed a little light on this time. It reads, Great the deed that was done with the axes helped by Talchu, the reclaiming of meadowland from the even wood by Talchu, daughter of Magmore. When the fair wood was cut down by her, roots and all, out of the ground, before the year's end, it became Bragmog, became a plain blossoming with clover. Her heart burst in her body from the string beneath her royal vest. Not wholesome, truly, is a face like the coal. 
for the sake of the woods or pride of timber. Long was the sorrow, long the weariness of Tauchu, in sickness after heavy toil. The men of the island of Erin, to whom she was in bondage, came to receive her last behest. She told them in her sickness, feeble she was, but not speechless, that they should hold funeral games to lament her, zealous the deed. About the Kalans of August she died on, on the Lunasa of Lu, round her grave from that Monday forth is held the chief fair of noble Erin. White-sided Talchu uttered in her land a true prophecy, that so long as every prince should accept her, Erin should not be without perfect song, a fair with gold, with silver, with games, with music of chariots, with adornment of body and soul by means of knowledge and eloquence, a fair without wounding or robbing of any man without trouble, without dispute, without reaving, without challenge of property, without suing, without law sessions, without evasion, without arrest, affair without sin, without fraud, without reproach, without insult, without contention, without seizure, without theft, without redemption. No man going into the seats of women, nor a woman going into the seats of men, shining fair, but each in due order by rank in his place in the high fair. On her deathbed, she asked for a gathering and funeral games to be held in honor upon her death. The funeral festival was a celebration of the memory of Lou's foster mother, but it also became much more. The harvest holiday became a place where laws were declared, hand fastings were held, and sporting contests and storytelling were celebrated for two weeks. These games predate the Greek Olympics by over a thousand years, but ended under Norman conquest in 1100 AD. The games lived again for a while in the early 1900s, and all else we know of this event survives today in the festival known as Lunasa. Tauchu's death was a necessary part of bringing forth life for the people. So while people celebrated her life through funeral games, they also mourned her death and Lou himself is said to have sung her death song every year. Because of this, Tauchi was said to have prophesied on her deathbed that as long as Lunasa is celebrated, there will always be music in Ireland. Lou later began to make his own name separate from his foster mother in her funeral festival. A common epithet for Lou is Simildenach, which translates to many skilled or many gifted. It is for his wit, his cleverness, his well-crafted trickery, that Lou is admired and honored. He likes both games of skill, such as chess, and physical challenges, such as horse racing, which is a traditional feature of Lunasa's celebrations. In modern times, he has been known to take an interest in computing and the internet. Lou's character and skills are made plain in this tale in which he is attempting to gain entry to King Nuwada's court. None may enter the court without having some useful skill. Faced with an impassive gatekeeper, Lou reels off a great long list of his talents, saying, Question me, I am a builder. Question me, I am a smith. Question me, I am a champion. Question me, I am a harper, etc. To each boast, the gatekeeper simply replies that King Nuwada already has such a man and needs no other. Lou then replies, Ask the king whether he has one man who possesses all of these arts. 
This finally stumps the gatekeeper, who is, after, con after consultations with Nuada, admits Lou to the court, where he wins challenges set him by the other gods and eventually accepts leadership of the Tua de Danan. Remember Brez from earlier in this story? After Nuada loses his hand while fighting the Firbolg, Bress is chosen by the Tua de Danan to secede him as king. The Tua de Danan hope that his, his secession will encourage the alliance between the Fomorians and themselves that was created with the birth of Lu. Sadly, the rule of Brez is characterized by bad government and harsh treatment for the Tua de Danan. It is a time of blight and famine. The Tua de Danan eventually rebel whereupon Brez sets out to crush them with military force. It is at this time that Lu presents himself at Nuada's court and is chosen by the Tua de Danan to lead them into the battle. The battle culminates in the meeting of Lu and Balor upon the field. Balor attempts to strike Lu down by gazing upon him with his single deadly eye. But Lu, agile and clever, casts a sling stone into the eye so that the poison from it falls upon the Fomorian fighters. After this battle, the Tua de Danan definitely want to kill Brez, but he begs for his life, offering great gifts in return. Firstly, he offers to make the cattle of the Tua, tu Tua de Danan always providing milk, but it's argued that Brez has no power to make this so. Brez then promises that should he be spared, the Tua de Danan will reap a harvest every quarter, and he receives the reply that an annual harvest is preferable. At this point, Lou suggests a solution to Brez. That does not rescue thee, said Lou to Brez, but less than that rescues thee. What? says Brez. How shall the men of Ireland plow? How shall they sow? How shall they reap? After making known these three things, thou wilt be spared. Tell them, said Bress, that their plowing will be on a Tuesday, their casting seed into the field be on a Tuesday, their reaping on a Tuesday. So through that stratagem, Bress was let go free. While Lunasa it was inaugurated in honor of Lou's foster mother, the true reason behind the celebration is the victory of Lu, and the release of the harvest for use by the people. In this tale, we see the contrast between the reigns of Lu and Bress. While Bress brings hardship and famine to the people, the victory of Lu brings forth a time of good harvests and abundance, bringing on a time of peace and prosperity for the people of Ireland. So how do we celebrate Lunasa? To be completely honest, I've never been one to celebrate the holiday, because I tend to stick to just the equinoxes and solstices because I'm a busy adult, dang it. <laughs> However, this year, I think it's time we celebrate together. We can turn to everyone's favorite resource for some simple guidance and consult the oracle that is WikiHow for some quick little ideas on how to celebrate for when we're busy, or for some of you that may still be in the broom closet. You can bake some bread, find a recipe online that your whole family will enjoy, or you can donate to your local food pantry in remembrance of the food scarcity experienced during the blight brought by Bress. 
You can hold a feast for friends, family, neighbors, and anyone else you so wish to feed. Because who doesn't like a second Thanksgiving? Maybe choose some traditional foods from Celtic countries to honor the culture on this holiday. You can take time to meditate and pray. Because celebration doesn't need to be elaborate or extroverted in nature. Try doing it outside, where you can experience the earth around you and truly delve into the natural energies of the world. Go to a local festival, since this time of year in the Northern Hemisphere is festival season. And for good reason. The weather's just superb. You can also tell stories of Lunasa, which you should know from the first bit of today's episode. Which means I celebrated today with you for the first time in all my years. Neat. But what if you're more elaborate? You can perform a ritual celebrating your skills and accomplishments as described by LearnReligions.com. Take the opportunity this day to celebrate your own skills and abilities and make an offering to Lou to honor him, the god of craftsmanship. Before you begin, take a personal inventory. What are your strong points? Everyone has a talent. Some have many. Some have one that they're really good at. Are you a poet or writer? Do you sing? How about needlecraft, woodworking, or beading? Can you tap dance? Do you cook? How about painting? Think about all the things you can do, and all of the things you'd like to learn to do, and the things you'd like to get better at. Once you sit down and think about it, you might be surprised to realize how accomplished you really are. Decorate your altar with items related to your skill or talent. If your skill relates to something tangible, like sewing or jewelry making, Put some of your craft supplies on the, on the altar. If it's an ability to do rather than make, you ha- such as dancing or singing, put some symbol of your ability on your altar. Do you have a favorite outfit you wear when you dance? A particular song lyric that you know you're fabulous with? Add as many items as you would like to your altar. You'll need a candle to symbolize Lou, the god. Any harvest color is good because he came up with the idea of a grain festival to honor his foster mother, Tauchu. Place the candle on your altar in the center. Feel free to add some stalks of grain if you'd like. You can combine this rite with one honoring the harvest if you choose. Light the candle and take a moment to think about all the things you're good at. What are they? Are you proud of your accomplishments? Now's your chance to boast a little and take some pride in what you've learned to do. Announce your own talents in the following incantations. Say, Mighty Lou, the many-skilled god, he who is a patron of the arts, a master of trades, and a silver-tongued bard, today I honor you, for I am skilled as well. I am deft with needle, strong of voice, and paint beauty with my brush strokes. Obviously, you would insert your pride in your own skills here. Now, consider what you would wish to improve upon. Is your tennis playing out of whack? Do you feel inadequate at bungee jumping, yodeling, or drawing? Now's the time to ask Lou for his blessing. Say, Lou, many-skilled one, I ask you to shine upon me. Share your gifts with me and make me strong in skill. At this time, you should make an offering of some sort. The ancients made offerings in exchange for the blessings of their gods. Quite simply, petitioning a god was a was a reciprocal act, a system of exchange. We've talked in a previous episode about um, how we do exchanges and sacrifices, albeit not in the let's eat babies kind of way. So you can listen to that again if you're a little lost on it or just take the idea of we sacrifice to get what we want. 
continuing on, your offering can be a tangible one, grain, fruit, wine, or even a sample of your skill work. Imagine dedicating a song or a painting to Lou. It could be an offering of time or loyalty. Whatever it is, it should come from the heart. Say, I thank you, mighty Lou, for hearing my words tonight. I thank you for blessing me with the skills I have. I make this offering of bread and wine to you as a small token of honor. Take a few more moments and reflect on your own abilities. Do you have faith in your skills or do you deflect compliments from others? Are you insecure about your abilities or do you feel a surge of pride when you sew or dance or sing or hula hoop? Meditate on your offerings to Lou for a few moments and when you're ready, in the ritual. If you are performing this rite as a part of a group, family, or coven setting, go around in a circle and have each person take their turn to express their pride in their work and make offerings to Lou. And that's it. I do want to offer a little reminder, however, that with all rituals and offerings occurring on any sacred day, please remember to clean up after yourself. While pagans don't believe in sin, it should go without saying that the earth doesn't want your trash left behind. Extinguish your fires. Pick up your tools. Please, for the love of all things divine, don't leave processed foods or bread behind that could harm the wildlife. Get close and comfortable with your area's conservationists and discuss what's appropriate and acceptable on public and private lands. Because contrary to popular belief, they are still responsible for the welfare of flora, fauna, and animals on your personally owned land, and you have the responsibility to maintain the health and wellness of the wildlife around you. Just clean up after yourselves, you filthy heathens. Um, I also learned today an interesting little factoid. Um, so whenever you're out and you're performing your rituals, and a lot of us use salt, don't do that outside. Salt is really damaging to the earth around you. It it, it'll kill everything. I mean, most of us have heard the adage that you burn and salt the ground to get rid of anything. I hear that most often whenever people are trying to get rid of bamboo. Um, so don't don't salt things. There are a lot of other different options that you can use. Um, you can use moon water to draw your circle. You can use sand. You can use crystals. There's a whole lot of different options. Um, you can actually look on Instagram. There is a user named Wiccan Tips, I believe. I hope I threw you a shout out properly there, even though I didn't really interact with you. Um, but they have a really good infographic on all of the different things that you can use in place of, of salt. So don't use salt outside. Do a little bit of research before you go out. Understand what could cause any kind of harm to your local um, wildlife. So be, be careful, be mindful, don't do any harm out there. So thank you for joining me today to celebrate Lou's Day. I do have to say this was the most challenging topic, topic I've had to teach in some time, with the hurdle of Celtic mythology's elaborate nature and the lack of credible resources for the lore as well. Um, usually whenever you go to look up any kind of mythology or lore, there's a lot of conflicting resources, and a lot of it is based on neo-pagan traditions. And while neo-pagan traditions are awesome, and a lot of us follow them, and I do as well in so many ways, whenever it comes to, to certain mythos, especially whenever it's regarding Ireland that has a very um, 
well-preserved set of lore, it's, it's really important to go right to that source. Um, therefore, whenever you embark on a journey for knowledge for your own personal path, please keep your eyes and ears open for historical and scholastic resources. After all, our way of worship is historical. I also want to send personal thank yous to the people who kept me sane through the construction of this episode. It has taken me two days to record this, guys, and while it has been tiring and frustrating, I have cussed at at my recording system so many times in this process. Um, it's, It's worth it. This is something that I love doing, and you guys make it all worth it. So I do want to say thank you to Anna, to Jeremy, Nicolette, Tom, Yip, Ika, and Sarah. But most importantly, the person that I want to thank is Jackson, who's been sharing bagels and hugs with me for the past two days. And never forget, witchlings. Be kind, be brave, be unstoppable. See you next time, and happy Loose Day. <laughs>